Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Below the Dot Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi and the Next Generation every Throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am your co-host, Terry McGregor. And I am your other host, Chris Sharp. And today we are recapping Season 6, Episode 8, titled Crazy Little Thing Called Love. But before we get into that, we will get into some trivia for Terry. Yes, that we will. I've got two questions. They're really basic. What's Mr. Perino's first name? Is it... I Mr. Simpson says this it. earlier it in the so episode. slick, too. Is it... Wait, okay. Is it Dom? It is! Okay. I'm not even gonna, like, say on air why I, like that name sticks for me, so... <laughs> mm, I can't wait to find out why. <laughs> what what man ruined your life and has that name? <laughs> it's not even me. That's the funny thing. A dom, a dom ruined somebody's life that you know. <laughs> <sighs> okay, second question. What subject does Mr. Perino teach? I'm sure it's one of like 87, but they were <laughs> doing... <You ain't> wrong. <laughs> This is about history. Is this history? Yes. There we go. But the way that there's like really like there's something but nothing going on in this episode and his storyline is crazy. The way that nothing came up with this. That's the biggest part. I'm like, so we just never talk about this abusive ass teacher? That was going to be my question because I haven't watched ahead. So I'm like, do we get a resolution? Or is this we need a resolution part two? Because... Uh that's maybe that's just the culmination of the season a bunch of plots no resolution yeah because i mean anything sean disappears doesn't he and he that man never comes back one day they really just like we're throwing it in the air for season six um and seeing what's stuck and like nothing stuck apparently <laughs> on that topic though i was like looking up random facts for season six because all the degrassi like wiki facts were kind of like whatever um so season six episode three was the hundredth episode i don't know if i ever mentioned that then um so they were really like at their peak with this i'm like hmm, this is working so you know let's keep going oh no i just lost my page oh um, no i literally just had all the facts laid out no that's what i get well that was one of them is that in season six we're at 100 episodes and it was a big milestone for degrassi the next generation because we met a lot of characters or we meet a lot of characters that are gonna like go on and have larger storylines so we already met mia and then apparently this season mm-hmm. we're gonna meet what is homegirl's non-existent sister what is her name claire holly it's holly oh holly you're right old girl holly st Clair. Meet holly oh that girl she has a run she has like the longest run up until what is it next what is yeah. it? next class next class so we're gonna meet some important characters this season and otherwise we're just kind of running with random storylines <laughs> yeah as they try to like make something out of the fact which honestly that might be it because our og cast is graduating they're seniors so i feel like right. 
the writers had to scramble to make us care and they didn't really do a good job at it. Yeah. And then they were trying with like the Degrassi college storylines and like those weren't going anywhere either. So they were like, wow, we're about to lose this class. On that note, we had an awful roommate story that I think I forgot to mention. I was randomly going through my inbox or my pictures the other day. I took a screenshot and then I forgot to read it. My awful roommate story, better late than never. My sophomore year, I dormed with a friend I made in one of my classes. She started dating an RA. RAs had their own rooms without roommates. And yet, these bitches would always be in our tiny-ass one-bedroom dorm, making out on her bed right in front of me. He had his own dorm. Why didn't they go there? He would spend the night three people in a tiny dorm. Anyway, we got in a big fight one day, and that led me to leaving and crying in a parking lot, and we have not been friends since. They also included (gasps) a picture of the parking lot they cried in. I'm screaming. I will never understand people with significant others in college that have less roommates or like their own room and still want to be in the tiny room. Like, that's weird. I know exactly why they were in that room, because I bet his room stank. Oh, yeah, that's actually true. Like, I I was like, yeah, because he his bed sheets was dirty. He probably didn't clean his toilet. He had laundry for months over there that I know his room stank. Yeah, absolutely that's what, not. That's always how it works. Cishet men do not take care of their living environments. And if you're a cishet men and that offended you, I don't care. Stop listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's and your also ass like, probably stinks. That's the first time out of like they mama house too, so you know it's bad. Oh my god! Because like, why don't y'all teach your anyone how to wash their laundry? I learned in the fifth grade. Yeah, I learned really young too. One day, my mom was just like. I've had enough of this shit. You're washing your own laundry. And I'm pretty sure I could have learned before that because my mom always talks about how um, with like bedwetting, you'll like just teach your kid to take the sheets off the bed and go wash their sheets. So I don't know if a five-year-old can learn it. Why doesn't an 18-year-old know how to do it? Yeah. I don't even like doing my own laundry. Imagine doing like a family's laundry. Absolutely not. You're going to learn as early as you can. That's exactly what my mama said. Is enough is enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't Did blame you see her. That video. I mean, honestly, she was probably at her wit's end because I know you saw that video I posted of her and my daddy on New Year's Eve, nineteen eighty-seven. Oh. <laughs> In I case did. anyone, no one else saw it because it was on my personal. Um, there's a video of my parents in 1987 being like, "Ah, no more babies," and my dad is like, "Yeah, I can agree with that." I was born in nineteen eighty-nine. That is hilarious. (laughs) So that is to say that my mama said I was done in 1987 and I'm really done in 2000. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do your freaking laundry. That's hilarious. (laughs) All right. We can go ahead and get started on a recap. Let's dive into this amazing episode. All right. So I'm going to start with the plot B. Mr. Perino gives an Academy Award winning performance of every teacher that you hate. Seriously. (laughs) Danny and Derek are playing around and they run into him. They knock his coffee on the floor and his mug breaks. He entirely goes off of them, even after they extend a useless apology, because it's not like they said, we'll buy you another mug. It was like, I'm sorry. The the fuck? Mr. Simpson steps in and he presents a logical consequence. He's like, how about y'all clean up the mess that you caused? Luckily, Mr. Simpson stops Mr. Perino from continuing his tirade, but I wanted to know your opinion. Or I guess, 
was he wrong for being angry? I know he was definitely wrong for how he spoke to them, Mm -hmm. but was he wrong for being angry with them? I don't think so. I'm personally stuck on like the like the mug incident, like walking through a hallway, but like you gotta do what you gotta do. You need coffee or teacher. Um, he's probably overworked and underpaid and I mean that it's what looked like it was the start of the day if you're drinking coffee maybe it's not because you got to drink coffee because you got 80 classes to teach but neither here nor there I'd probably be angry too yeah I I feel like definitely the overworked and underpaid bit and also like y'all were just being careless and you knocked over my mug it wasn't as if you accidentally did something you were looking in your mm-hmm. bag you weren't watching where you're going you're trying to pull out a homework assignment still being careless but careless in a different way y'all are just running through the hallway like 12 year olds and i get it whatever kids are stupid um but i need i need y'all to have some consequences besides just saying i'm sorry at this big age it mm-hmm. should have been an i'm sorry where is the broom so i can clean this up i can ask my mom to get you a new mug yeah let me buy you some coffee yeah they're literally just that's another thing too it's so unrelated to anything that's supposed to be going on because you know schools always have the no running rule and like no horsing around so you're literally doing that and then you got caught like (laughs) so many questions well then there's that anyway i also want to add though but if you know me i can't stand danny and Derek, and I just think that Mr. Perino is kind of at his wit's end. And if he feels like this about kids the way that he clearly does, it seems like he hates them. Like, maybe he shouldn't work with them. Maybe we need to take a break. Maybe go into an admin role. I don't know. I mean, that's terrible advice. (laughs) Right, because then he's just going to be running it and, like, punishing the students. Please don't. Maybe just just go work without kids. And that's fair. They're exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Again, kudos to everyone that does it. It seems like Mr. Simpson's reaction to his reaction like either mr simpson do they have history like did they go to school together or does he just like know that he's at his wit's end you know what i mean like he's reading way more into it than i think i would have if i would have just seen his teacher get mad you know what i mean like he knows mm-hmm. something's up mm-hmm. i mean it'd be hard sometimes when you see these teachers coming at these kids crazy and you're just like y'all can't see me but my face is exhausted yeah because it's like what's the deeper issue because sometimes it's not even the kids you know what i mean it's just like like are you're you overworked okay? right like oh but what's going on in your home life too that you're over here like about to fight a kid did i ever tell that story Child. about how my old principal fought a student it was a vice okay. principal or something before you get there in like sixth grade two kids were fighting and the principal told them if y'all y'all gonna hit somebody hit me anyway (laughs) your story time what i feel like i might have mentioned it a minute ago or like alluded to because we had some wild vice principals at my high school like we've cycled through them it was one man who ended up going down for some very suspicious charges later and they like made a whole facebook page with his mugshot or something like that um but it was like morning time we would like gather in the morning before the bell rang and i don't know what happened with the teacher or like he was like reprimanding a student and the student was like talking shit back and like not really respecting him but the principal was like egging him on like laughing in his face as someone's like holding the kid back so he's like egging it on and i literally was standing right in front of it i don't know if anyone swung on each other but i know that they got close enough where it was like they could have physically fought and the principal like wasn't trying to defuse the situation he was literally laughing in his face as if he wanted him to swing 
And you see things like that and you just be like, are you okay? Like I knew something was off with that principal the minute I witnessed that. Cause I was like, how are you egging this teacher? On? I mean, this student on, you're supposed to just be like, go to the office. Like, why are you about to fight this student? And I just want to be clear as the person who does work in education, I often look at the role of a teacher and I just think that looks hard as shit. It wouldn't be me. I have always known that that job was hard as shit and it couldn't be me. Um, And so that's why I'm educational support staff. But also as educational support staff, I receive a lot of the requests for assistance. And a lot of the times I read it and I say, can I send you to psychology today? Are you mm-hmm. okay? Because you got beef with the five-year-old. Um, it's the beef. You're nutty. And like for what it's worth, none of us are okay underneath the capitalist society. Right. So I recognize that psychology today and Zoloft are not going to solve all of the problems. But <laughs> it's, it's like I look at this and I'm like, you mad at a toddler, at a toddler for like pouting? I yeah. need to recognize expected behaviors. A three-year-old is going to pout. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, I'm on the same boat, though. Or in the same boat. It couldn't be me either. Mm, But, like, mm. to see that in person, I was like, this isn't... Like, I never even thought that a teacher could react like that or, like, someone in administration. But, like, wow, they... You don't care. Like, he was about to swing on this kid and he was ready. And generally speaking, I think... I feel like our society really shames for... It doesn't value the art of saying that you mad at some shit like just mm-hmm. candidly saying like this some bullshit these kids is pissing me off that's okay say that shit to your friends to your mom to your therapist to your colleagues right. talk shit about these kids because they be fucking draining and so is a parents and so is your bosses and so is your colleagues sometimes that's fine admit it call a spade a spade right to their faces if you don't put that mask on and hold <laughs> it in and stop going back and forth with a five-year-old because right we tired. The kids not tired because they got energy that lasts for days. Energizer yeah. Bunny. Um, so Mr. Perino is tired. And yes. rightfully so, but you know, I, I want adults to have better emotional regulation so that we can recognize when we're tired and take the breaks that are necessary. And I want society to allow us the breaks that we need so that Mr. Perino don't go off on kids over a mug. Yeah. And some other wild stuff. And on that note, we will move on. Mr. Simpson tells Mr. Perino, try to remember that they're both kids, which is true. But nobody wants to hear that when you just lost your coffee to two boys who didn't have to run into the halls. Um, and I still want to stress that Mr. Perino was wrong. I don't care if he was justified. He's still wrong. Right. So we next see Danny or Derek, whoever, I don't even care their names, giving a presentation about Hiroshima and Mr. Perino's class. And this man goes in on old boy for no reason, except I guess now that I put it back to back, I realize that Mr. Perino is mad at him for that mug still. Yeah, holding that grudge. (laughs) He starts expressing thoughts that many of us think, but we also keep to ourselves. Basically, Danny pronounced a word wrong and his presentation was boring. So Mr. Perino very rudely tells him, sit your ass down because your presentation sucks. He don't say it like that, but like paraphrasing. (laughs) Somehow Danny and Derek both end up in detention and I'm not really sure why, but I guess this was from the mug incident earlier, which is crazy Mm. because he could have just given them detention in that moment because they were running in the halls. You didn't have to go off on them, get kind of reprimanded by your colleague and then come back later and get them for something silly you actually could have just gotten them for running in the halls 
Yeah. I can't remember if Mr. Simpson's the one that gave them detention or not in passing. I don't remember either. But also, oh no, I thought they got yeah. it from, I think they got it from Mr. Pareto. But with that note, it's like also the time frame, we were still given detentions <laughs> in this time. Okay. Yeah. And we we're all doing our restorative justice and stuff. And people are trying to, you know, get you away from detentions and more towards like logical consequences. You could have given that detention just fine, Mr. Pareto, and you should have. Yeah. Anyway, so he gets up for some silly stuff after the class. Um, let's see. I guess after Derek ends up at the bus stop, he's with Mr. Perino, and Derek tries to engage Mr. Perino in a friendly conversation, but Mr. <laughs> Perino's like, I'm off the clock, and I'm not doing this with your ass. Which makes sense because he didn't play nice when he was on the clock either so why would he play nice off the clock he said you're not even paying me i'm absolutely gonna treat you like mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. i don't even see you invisible Derek tries to walk home but then mr perino stops him to say that if Derek doesn't start showing him some respect they're gonna have some serious problems mr perino is acting like he knows Derek is his biological son and he's mad that the mother didn't abort or something like why is he going in on this child so hard it's so specific and it's like where was this storyline going because he was at the bus stop like where were they trying to go with that like what's going on in his life we'll never know i do not think anyone knows where this (laughs) storyline was going i sure don't but anyway uh miss perino tells Derek that they should forget that their last interaction happened the next day just like we forget the storyline mr perino is (laughs) nice to Derek and danny after their presentation but then he goes in on jackson and why like we never find out are you okay? He doesn't even say a word. He literally doesn't speak. Girl, he just looked at him and he's like, <laughs> did anyone else not stay up last night playing video games and looking at nudie pictures? And that's crazy. That's the wildest thing to just randomly say to someone that didn't say a word to. And I don't work with high school students, so maybe this is normal and maybe someone can chime in because I would never say this to children, but I also, my kids to go up to fourth grade. So I'm not saying it to them. Do y'all say this to high school students? I know that things can be a little bit more unhinged in high school. Right. I'm not there. Um, somehow Jackson ends up with a zero for saying, as you mentioned, nothing. <laughs> he just looks at him. Derek asks Mr. Perino why he needs to be so mean, but then he's like, I'm just going to be quiet and do things the white way. And so we see him talking to Mr. Simpson immediately after outside the classroom. Miss H is now investigating Derek's complaints. The end. Congrats. Like <laughs> I wonder if they were trying to give that man a more of a storyline and like play with it and Derek because they had Derek like so nervous to go talk to the teacher mm-hmm. and like made it seem like he really like experienced some trauma from it. So interesting. Maybe that was his long lost son and that was the storyline they were gonna go. With. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, because there was no reason why he was going in on Derek like this. That was his long lost son. Did you ever watch Exo Kitty? No. Is it on Netflix? Mm-hmm. I saw it, tr- or like I saw um it in my suggested the day, and I was intrigued. I think I watched it one day when I was getting my hair done or something, because you know that's a whole thing. And mm-hmm. long lost son story in that show, which is why I thought of it. That's funny. I'm also getting my hair braided this week, so I will probably have to find something to watch. Better so work. I'll watch for your that trip. Mm-hmm. Now everybody knows it's coming. Also, you know what's coming? Something in the mail for you that I did not put a signature on. So <laughs> you're going to get something and hopefully you know it's for me. I think it's coming tomorrow. 
Note it because she likes to just open packages and thinks they're oh all for God. him. So, um, in this part, we would include our ads, except I just checked our eligibility criteria and it looks like y'all have not been telling a friend to tell a friend because guess what? <laughs> We're still not eligible. So, we will move on to plot A. Um, I Google the lyrics, I guess, and it is Hela Dela, Emma's boyfriend's back from prison. And obviously, he couldn't be happier. <laughs> it was prison, so I get it. Sean is all gratitude towards Emma, even if it means he has two years of probation. I'm interested in hearing this because Sean ends up joining somebody's armed forces. So then I wonder, can you join the military if you have a record? I would assume the answer is yes, because those are two groups of people who the government believes lives are expendable. So then I was like, I'm going to Google it. And you cannot join the army or the military or whatever in Canada if you're on probation. Oh, no, I read that for the United States. So I was like, that's interesting. But somebody said on Degrassi Reddit that there are no felonies in Canada. And I can't tell if like that was a serious thing or if that was people basically saying that there aren't like government doesn't do anything to prosecute criminals. I I don't know. It really could be either. (laughs) Right. Are there felonies in Canada? Canada does not use the term felonies and misdemeanors, but instead divides crimes into summary indictable and hybrid offenses also separate crimes into serious and non-serious offenses um so i guess they were not lying i don't know what that has to do anything to do with it but i don't think sean could join the army it literally seems like canada would be the one place where they'd be like no but i guess you can anyway i guess he was in prison for months and that was crazy because i didn't realize that months had passed Emma, Emma shows Sean their first picture together and he's just like, I wish I could go back to that time when I was dr- getting drunk at dinner with your parents. I don't know. Was it really that much better? <laughs> if anything, I would like to go back to the time when Sean had access to shampoo because his hair is so greasy. Did you look at that? No, but that is so funny. Didn't she sneak him some shampoo too? Yes. like i can't she runs her fingers through his hair and for the record the condition of his hair does not improve once he gets to the nelson household so it wasn't like it was just greasy out of prison it was greasy after he'd been out of prison the next day you have not used shampoo on that like apparently they're allowing him to crash at their place until he gets back on their feet and i want to know where where is sean sleeping they got them in the basement with manny Baby Jack is in Emma's old room. Where is Baby Jack anyway? Like, where is where is Sean sleeping? Is he in the bathtub? Girl, this don't make no sense. They just got everybody in their house. Child. So Sean says he's not going to go back to Degrassi because he was exposed, which is crazy because obviously Peter was a problem. Snake offers to talk to Miss H, but Sean says he'll be working as a mechanic instead. And in, Snake is clearly not supportive of this plan. It feels like they're being shady, but, like, they're not wrong. Like, sir, you think you're going to get a loan for your business with both a record and no high school degree? Right. At least that. Like, at least. It's great news for Sean, though. He gets the job as a mechanic, and he's so excited about this accomplishment that he wants to celebrate with his best friend, Jay, and his girlfriend, Emma. Because that isn't awkward. Oof. Emma looks really worried that she's about to get exposed, and I don't blame her. Because, girl, how's she going to tell Sean what she did? Right. 
Emma has a conversation with Manny about wanting to live up to Sean's pedestal because it's nice that he doesn't know what she did. Manny assures Emma that she was single and allowed to make a few mistakes. And it isn't fair for Sean, of all people, to expect anything else from her because he just got out of jail. For a hit and run. Like, he, this man has not graduated high school because he got expelled. He was in jail. He was street racing. He had a record when you met him. Yeah. But you don't want him to know that you did a couple little things for some bracelets while he was away. Yeah, the double standard. After you just had a gunshot. Like, you were going through it. That is so true. And he was there for that. Like, I can't stand Sean for this episode. But anyway, if Sean really loves Emma, then he should forgive her. They end up going on a date at the dot after dark. I'm just like, what What doesn't happen at the dot? There are candles <laughs> and lit and tofurkey and everything. And I'm just kind of like, if I'm like in this moment, as I'm watching the show, I would just look at Sean and I think if he's mad at Emma for like slobbing on Jay's knob after this <laughs> man went to jail for that hit and run and dropped out of high school, then he has not only all the audacity, but Emma should also just let him go. Yeah, there's too much going on with that one because it's like, why do you have to hold him down and it's fine? And then every, if you make any decision that he doesn't think is okay or upsets him, it's not fine. Girl, girl, girl I wanted them to break up so bad. I can't believe y'all stand Sema. I never liked their asses together. But she was supposed to tell him at dinner and she doesn't. Um. Jay tries to avoid the conversation the next day, but Sean is like, no, man, I can handle it. Tell me what you know. You had sex? No, 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 no. I mean, not really. It depends how you look at it. I had more than she did. I hate, I hate Jay. I hate Jay so much for these lines. Jay explains that Sean and Ellie had just broken up, so they had been a thing for years, or Sean and Emma. But Sean is livid, and Jay even... Even the devil apologizes. This is his second genuine apology in the entire series. Literally within episodes, right? Like it's yes. only been a few episodes. <laughs> but Sean decides that he should leave work, his new job, and go to the school where he was expelled to confront Emma on the matter. What? Uh, why and are you what? opening this can of worms if you can't handle it? And he, he tells us, or actually, no, not even just that. Emma looks at him and she's like, Sean. What are you doing here? Shouldn't you be at work? That was what I was wondering. <laughs> right. Not you trying to blow off this job with some steady income after just getting out of jail. Like you see. What are you he, doing? I don't know. You just see how he acts in this episode and you're just like, and you were judging her. That's right. He's such a hothead. That's crazy. That's- like willing to throw everything away. Have you learned anything? Nope. And I know you didn't learn anything in jail because jail is not reformative. Um, and we can tell so this is irrelevant but Sean was really giving me Joker energy with the greasy mop on his head (laughs) Sean tells Jay that he took something that was good and he ruined it watch misogyny look work because how do we get here Sean accuses Jay of taking advantage of Emma and Jay tells Sean that Emma chased him down and he's not lying she chased me, dude. She damn near begged me to let her do it. He didn't need to do all that, though. Yeah, that's a truth that he didn't need to know, honestly. 
And I see this, and this is how Rice John ended up in jail, because how does he end up trying to fight Jay at work? Like, do you like having a job? No, girl, he don't give a flying. <laughs> All over a little bit of mouth. Emma's chatting with Manny about how guys have ridiculous double standards, but I'm pretty sure Emma was calling Manny a hoe just two seasons ago, but not saying anything about Craig. Okay. So I guess she understands when it's hurting her, but when it's Manny that's screwed over, she says Manny. Anyway, Manny, as always, takes the high road because she doesn't even call Emma out on this and instead she validates Emma's feelings. Sean continues to demonstrate that he's stupid and without redeemable qualities because we next see him copping an attitude with the owner of the Lexus because it wasn't enough to just leave work. It wasn't enough to get into a fight at work. Right. But she said, I'm going to fight your most important customer over the quality of work done on the car. Sean tells, says to Tony that he quits and he kick quicks over a shelf and storms out. He goes back home to pack up his things, which ends up in a fight between Sean and Emma. Emma continues to drop bangers and bangers because she tells him, mm, I grew up and you should try it. She calls him a little boy and tells him that she gives up on trying to, you know, do the little rehab thing that who does the rehab? Darcy does. She said, I am not mm-hmm. with rehab, except she is for Sean. Girl, fully straight out of prison to the rest of his life until he disappears. What's crazy to me is that Sean makes it all the way to the train station and the way that I wouldn't have taken him back. <laughs> He sees that old picture of him and Emma and he gets really sentimental. And I'm just like, imagine having a girl who sticks by you after prison and unemployment and getting mad because she had a little sexy time when y'all were broken up. Yeah, that's the key. And like, it was a hard broken up. Um, In case y'all forgot, Sean and Emma were together. Then they broke up because he pushed her. Then they got mm-hmm. back together. Then Sean decided to become a badass, stole her dad's laptop he was going through chemo told her that it was over because he wanted to steal stuff with jay instead went and dated at amy in front of her face getting hickeys and giving hickeys in class making fun of her so this man moved on and then he moved on with ellie Mm -hmm. and he's mad that after two girlfriends and going to jail and all these things that emma didn't sit at home knitting while he was gone (laughs) right the nerve and being mia like like you just decided to leave what was she supposed to do yeah that's crazy to me i can't i i can't stand him and on top of all that asked for the truth though like he really never needed it he could have waited for it to come from emma he did if he couldn't handle it then he couldn't handle it the past is a past but he literally wanted to hear it from jay and they got mad at jay like he didn't ask him And you know what? Honestly, I'm not saying that information to that wouldn't be shocking, but I said earlier, call a spade a spade. Be like, I'm really surprised to hear this. I didn't think that this would happen. Right. You and him. It makes me concerned that maybe you and him would get back together. Also, these are teens, so I don't expect them to be more rational than adults. But Mm -hmm. like, this is like such blatant sexism that it's just infuriating. Yeah. So true. Anyway. Back to Sean being stupid and his unredeemable ass qualities. So Emma, I guess, comes home. I don't know where the hell she gets home from, but Sean has a nerve to be in her room. And he tells Emma <laughs> that he came back for her. And Emma's like, well, you got what you came from and then you blew it. Sean doesn't deserve Emma. And y'all know that it says a lot because I don't even like Emma's bitch ass. 
he's like, please don't give up on me. But she looks, but the look, I what? I don't even know what this is. He, he sounds like every. The moral is that he sounds like every bitch baby ass man telling Emma that she makes him better and he wants her to challenge him. Boy, if you don't go to therapy and leave her the hell alone, don't y'all got universal health care over there? Right. It should definitely be more accessible. Emma tells Sean just this. She says it. She's like, okay, but it's not my job to do that. She doesn't actually say that. Um, Sean tells Emma that he's going to ask for his job back, get his high school equivalency, and start looking for his own place. It's nothing about seeking therapy to deal with his childhood trauma, though. <laughs> I guess they get back together, but I wish they didn't. Yeah, what a cycle we're in for them. And I didn't need it. They just Emma's parents also doesn't let her rescue this man. Like they're rescue. not children. Oh my God, play Captain Savaho for real. Well, there you have it. I've had enough. <laughs> I've had enough of Sean. And so I'm ready for his ass to leave, but we're not there yet. Like, why did y'all even bring him back? You brought him back to what? To remind us that Emma got down season four? Right. I mean, I will say that Emma, she really did walk around on her high horse for someone who definitely fell. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Anything else we didn't cover from this episode? No. No, I literally have nothing else. <laughs> Give us nothing. Girl, why is your plot B called Alex? Because Alex you could, wasn't even. She wasn't. Not, that was last week's. Uh-huh. I see exactly what you did here. And I copy I and paste the templates and then just vibe. You asked all the same questions I asked because you were like, where's the storyline going? Because I, I re- again, I don't like pre-watch too far in advance. So I'm like, maybe someone will be able to tell me that this is going to mean something later. Mm-hmm. But Mm-mm. it means nothing. The dolls um, just don't care. I guess I'll go on to our, I don't have a moral. I don't even know why we were here. Because I don't have a moral either. <laughs> if I were to give a moral, it would be that when a person shows you who you are believe them and you are not a rehab for men and you're 17 emma so if they're showing you this like no don't no if you're gonna be loyal and committed to a man be loyal and committed to a man at 40 not 17 (laughs) that is real and especially because no offense homeboy done been through some crap and you've witnessed a lot of that i think you need to like distance yourself from like oh trying God. to get in any deeper with this man he's put her through so much and i'm really trying to figure out aside from saving her from getting shot which i guess is pretty important but True. aside from that like what what positive value has he brought to emma's life girl he told him to shut stress. up when she was doing that cheesy ass dance <laughs> yeah other than that i couldn't tell you her choice, her choice in men be so questionable. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And she was so into that little boy. Yeah. And for she remember she went to that dance for him by herself. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, next on Degrassi, Crack returns to town for a music festival, and he wastes no time in reunited with Manny. But as Crack further embraces the rock style lifestyle, Manny has to decide whether the new Crack 
is the guy she really loves. Meanwhile, an upset Liberty decides to tell Mia the truth about JT. That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whatever it takes 385 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back this time next week. Whatever it takes.